Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Kaz. You are listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. Stay tuned for the next hour as friends have fun sharing many insightful gems which will allow you to realize and value that we are all unique. Yes, we are all unique. You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Hello, Kay. <laughs> We've never done that before. Ooh. I know. So, It would have worked happening? if we'd both said Karen, but that's okay. <laughs> exactly. We've been in unison. No, you're a Kaz. You're never a I Karen. know. I am. Anyway, what's our theme for today? Our theme for today is simplicity. Simplicity. Making the simple complicated is commonplace. Mm. Making the complicated simple, awesomely simple, that's creativity. Yes. We like to say we're always creative, don't we? We are. I know. We never say we're lucky. We always say we're creative. We created this. (laughs) We've got a return guest today. We have. I know. And today our guest is Alan Stevens. Alan was here, wow, September of last year. No, year before. before. Show 14. Mm. Oh, my goodness. And this is show 86. Wow. I know. And you don't look a day older, Alan. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And we know we don't. (laughs) So for those people who may not have heard that show such a long time ago, let me introduce you to Alan. Yep. Alan is known as a celebrity profiler and Australia's leading personality and business profiler. He is regularly featured on national TV, radio, in the world's press, profiling the likes of our leading politicians, TV and sports stars, as well as Britain's royalty. He's also an Amazon number one best-selling author and a coach and a trainer. Yep. Alan works with businesses, health professionals, teachers, coaches and parents, all with a unique form of rapid trait profiling. These advanced personality and character assessments, utilising interdependent visual profiling to enhance communication skills in the workplace, in business and in the home, as well as negotiation skills to boost sales and reduce workplace conflicts. Mm. Sounds like everyone needs this. Yep, everyone does. With international clients, the likes of Disney Films and Gillette, and with the number of profiles running into the thousands, Alan's services are unique and unrivaled in the field of reading people. He's been referred to as the leading authority on reading people globally by the UK Guardian and the Newcastle Herald as the mentalist meets Dr. Phil. I know, <laughs> and I loved both of those shows. More the mentalist than Dr. Dr. Phil, Phil. but oh, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. But Alan, welcome. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. I feel like welcome back, Cotter. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Karen and uh, Kaz, for having me here. I just got one question, right? Mm-hmm. When Kaz said, because you read fr- like you read faces, when Kaz says you don't look a day older, was she being true? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing you see. You're sitting here opposite Alan and it's not that you can't tell any lies, but... Uh, <laughs> He may just jump in throughout our conversation yeah. to go. Well, it's no, even that other show, true. Lie to Me. That was a good show as well. It was very good because it gave people an indication of how to tell whether somebody's actually telling them the truth or not. But it, not just to work out bad lies, but just when you're asking them, are they okay? Yes. And oh, their yes. facial expressions and their body mm. language will tell you straight away whether they are yeah. or they're not. Now, if you've got somebody who's uh, suffering from depression, mm. uh, before they get to that suicidal state, you can pick it up quite easily. 
and in some of the facial features, they'll also indicate that they've got uh, depression starting to get to that level. Wow, that's wow. huge. The application for that is amazing. So do you actually help, you know, lifelines and places like that? Not so much with those groups, but I usually get people who have been uh, working with psychologists for a while and not getting results. Uh, they've, um, or they've started realising that their children have issues. So they'll come to yeah. me then and ask me to uh, work with them. So people with PTSD adults and children with Asperger's and autism, etc., to uh, understand their personality so that the uh, environment around them can be structured so that they don't need medication to the level they had before. Oh, that's so wow, great. Anything so... to get rid of medication, in my opinion, mm. is a huge plus yeah. for our society. Yeah. See, when I profile people, there is I look at everybody and there's no right or wrong personality. Every trait has an upside and a downside, and if you understand the downside, you know why the person or how the person will react in certain situations. So if you have a child that you, uh, has certain conditions and you know the environment's going to fire those conditions up, well, you can change the environment and automatically change their responses. Yeah. So, so interesting. It's how to connect and, uh, with Karen people. Karen and I did a, a couple of days course or... A four-week, four-week. Four-week um, course, not daily course, but oh. over a four-week period with you a year or two ago. Yeah, it's probably about eight hours or up, something like that, wasn't it? It was, so it, was. In- it was so interesting, so interesting, even from the point of view of meeting somebody, and you might like to explain that, you know, whether mm. you feel that you can go up to a person really close in front mm. of them or whether that's going to put them off. Exactly. You can tell from the facial features straight away yeah. how much space that person yep. needs. Like if I might be able to uh, make a couple of statements here. Profile me if you like. for instance, you're um, very discerning. You need a bit more space when you meet people for the first time. It's knowing that it's not that you're not friendly, it's that you like to check people out first. She's not friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Hence why we've been friends for 40 years. (laughs) But once you've got to uh, check that person out, you're as friendly as anybody else. So I would know when I first meet you for the first time is to give you that bit of space because if I invade your space, you're going to feel uncomfortable and I've already broken rapport. Hmm. You could do a step dance because she'll step away, you'll step away. So (laughs) So, what about Karen then when you look at her? Well, Karen's a little bit more affable. She's likely to step up to people a bit uh, closer when she meets them for the first time. Hmm. And I do. So you're quite comfortable if I came up and stood close to you and talked to you. Uh, So I know straight away that if I don't do that, if I stand back from you, you're going to be going, ooh, what's going on here? Yeah. So how did you know that, like just by looking at our faces? What was it about our face that Mm. said, I'm more affable than what Kaz is? It's the height of the eyebrows. The distance the, the eyebrows are away from the top of the eyes. So if, if there's a big gap, they need more space. They need more space. Okay, so well, that's pretty simple. Yeah, however, what about women who actually wax their eyebrows to a thin line, which then gives you a false... It gives you sense. a false reading, but you're mainly looking for extremes. Okay. So if you look at the thickness of the eyebrow and you plucked it to a very thin line, yep. you're not going to really change the gap a great deal. You've still got the brow bone. And, yeah, and, that and that's there, yeah. where the giveaway is, especially yeah. when we get older. The hairs usually get fairer. They yeah, also they do. get less... Grayer. They're more sparse. Yeah. So you look at some elderly faces and it's very hard to see their eyebrows, but you can see the structure of the, um, the yeah. brow there very easily. So with Karen, we both got a large... Um, gap between there, but is it my eyelid that you're going from? You've got a no. larger gap. Than I've me. got yeah. a I've got a larger eyelid than you. When you've got your eyes open, well, I look at your eyelash and I yep. look at your eyebrow. Yeah, your eyebrow directly up through the pupil. So yep. your if you look at some people's eyebrows, like mine, for instance, are more horizontal. Yeah. Uh, if they were up at an angle going out, 
they would look wider at the side and closer at the, in mm. the middle. So what I do is I'm looking at people directly when they're looking at me straight in a vertical line through the pupil and I look for that gap above the eyelash and before the eyebrow. And in your case, there's more gap than there is with uh, Karen. Mm. So is this hard to tell like Asian people? Not really. Uh, you'll find that, because uh, we're not looking at the epithelial fold, that little ring, the, mm, yeah. the fold of skin, uh, we're looking at the gap okay. itself. Okay. That's interesting. I need to have a look at well, that. Well, that's pretty simple. Yeah, because so we're going to go to our first song, Kaz, <laughs> and what's that called? Simplicity. Exactly. <laughs> and this is our Australian artist for the week, and they're actually on The Voice in 2014, and it's Gabriel and Cecilia, who are actually brother and sister. So enjoy, everybody. Welcome back. You've been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. They had beautiful voices, didn't they? Mm, I don't remember them. No, I've the voice, never watched the voice. But anyway. I have watched a few of them, but I don't okay. remember those two. Rightio. So, Alan, we forgot to ask you, you chose the theme Simplicity today. Why did you choose that word? Mainly uh, because we make things too complicated. Um, when it comes to raising our children, for instance, and trying to ma- find a direction that they should go in, um, we think that we are carpenters or sculptors of our children. Well, really, we're gardeners. Yes. And our job is to nurture them and let their personalities come forward and therefore find the best direction for them mm. instead of trying to work out what it should be. But then if our child is not doing well, we then start looking at all the things that could be wrong with them. Yes. And instead of looking at, well, is it the environment in the way in which we're teaching them, the way we're talking to them? And if we're able to read somebody without putting them through a lot of tests, you know, asking questions and everything else, as I say, I can read somebody as they walk past me in the street. I can understand their personality. I can understand their emotional states by their body language and their expressions as well. Yeah. So I can read someone extremely <laughs> what, do you like, what do you like when you're in a room full of your friends? Are they yeah. all like, oh, oh, I'm not talking to Alan tonight. Yeah, if, if, if Alan's being quiet and watching me, I don't no. want to know. Well, it's, it's good because... Well, you don't have any friends now. <laughs> actually, I've probably got more friends than I ever had before. When people realise that I'm not looking for their weaknesses, no. I'm looking to understand their personality so that I can have a better relationship with them. I mm. know how to talk yeah. to them and make them feel better. And that's what life's about. And that's yeah. what it's all about. It's making it simple. See, everybody has um, upsides to their personalities mm. and they also of have course. a downside. Yeah. Most our people, shadow. That's right. So we tell everybody about our upside and we're worried about people recognising our downside. Mm. Now, I can see both. So mostly I see most people better than they see themselves yes. in a better light. Mm. Yes. So a few minutes with me and I start talking about where their strengths are and they all of a sudden they – well, as I used to say, I, when people ask me what I did for a job, I used to tell people I cleared rooms and they meant, what do you mean cleared rooms? And I said, well, people <laughs> find out what I do, they run out of the room. <laughs> but when they find out why and how I do it, they come back and they bring their friends with them. Yes, that's true. Actually, it's interesting when you were just talking then, um, just recently I was at a nephew's wedding and one of my other nephews, he's 22, and he was saying how he's finally doing what he loves and, you know, he's been um, like an artist and, and, you know, creating these amazing things and he said, Mum and Dad never let me do the subjects I wanted to do. 
So mm. when I left school, I said, no, I'm going to art college. Mm. And they were devastated. And he says, but that's what I want to do. And I'm an adult now, so that's what I'm doing. And it's quite interesting mm. how a lot of parents force what they feel is their mm. desired life onto their children. And that's right. See, I raised three boys on my own. And when they were growing up, uh, my uh, stipulation to them was do whatever you want to do, but be the best at at doing at that, that. Yes. Um, and it didn't, you know, to be doing the same thing as I was doing at the time. And my careers have changed a lot over the years, yes. especially to where I am now. And in that, to actually ask your child to be the same as you, like a number of uh, psychologists I know and their children, they've grown up and they've got generations of psychologists or generations mm. of doctors. Yes. Um, and nobody's happy. Yeah. It's like firemen, policemen, they seem to do that as well, don't they? That's right. And we grow up and then we do the same as what our parents uh, did with us to our children. So and we repeat the cycle. So how did you get into being interested in this? Well, when I first went to Newcastle back in 1975 from Sydney, I was put in charge of a group of people who were all older than me, including my second in charge. What were you doing as a job then? I was working with uh, telecom. I was a uh, technician or principal technical officer. And people who are young, that was Telstra now. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to keep... I won't tell you who I started with because that's really showing my age. But... um, Wasn't the PMG, was it? Because that was (laughs) recorded. I'll hang my head. Yes, it was. (laughs) So... When I went up there, I had to get those people on side because I'm younger than everybody. Yeah. And then after that, I joined the surf club and I thought, right, now I'm the same age as most of the others in the club. And I got talked into being the club captain and then zone supervisor looking after three uh, beaches. And I thought, this is great. And then I realised, well, I've only been there five minutes as far as they were concerned. And these other people, same age as me, had been there since they were nippers. Yep. So their experience well outweighed mine. And well, they obviously knew the people and they had relationships with all of them, if you know what I mean. Like, yep. So they knew what those people were like. And that's right. And yeah. then I come in and I'm telling everybody what they had to do. So I had, the first thing was to get people to uh, connect, you know, make those relationships with people so that things that had to be done, that you know, m- members had gotten used to uh, not doing it that way and quite comfortable with the way it was, but yeah. it had to change. Then I really had um, a, uh, what we say, in at the deep end to uh, work with those people to change the direction in which they're going, get them to accept new ways of doing things. So, and then raising three boys on my own. But how did you know then that it was face To study, yeah, face study faces. faces. Well, it wasn't. When I first started, it was body language and it was trying to... So Alan Pease along those Alan lines? Alan um, other professionals like that. I did NLP. Yep. Uh, Neuro linguistic programming. Uh, did it with several different practitioners. Then um, I got into psychometric profiling, which was asking people questions, disc profiling, Myers-Briggs. And I realised that when you ask people questions... They're trying to second guess what you're asking. Yep. So they'll I'm, answer it the way they think you want it answered. That's right. And there was a company that um, taught currency trading, and none of their students had made any money. So they got me to come in and have a look. And I said, "Well, look, it's the personalities, people's relationship to the uh, their money and everything else." So we profiled all the students. Then when I started teaching them some of the practical tools, I realised that they just didn't fit the profiles. And then mm. when I asked them why. Uh, uh, did, why did I get those results when obviously they didn't fit that profile? A few of them said, well, we tried to figure out what sort of personality we had to be to be a good trader. I go, no, no, no. I need to know what your personality is so that when you get stressed, I know you're going to revert back to that and I need to know that one so I can help you. So I needed a better system. And 
I realised that by looking at people myself, yeah, I could get an idea of what they were like, but depending on what my emotional state was on the day, I would see them differently if they behaved the same way. So I needed something better, and somebody has mentioned to me about 12 years ago now, have you ever looked at reading faces? And I went, hmm, well, that's interesting, and my philosophy has always been the most important thing I've ever learned is the next thing I learn after I think I know everything. So I went out and uh, started looking and uh, started learning. And So you already had the body language sort of down pat. You were just looking for a little bit more, more, more to add yeah. to it. So by having the facial features, that tells me their personality, how they like to think and process. Uh, By knowing how to talk to them then in relationship to that, I've then got the expressions and the micro-expressions on the face and the body language that give me confirmation as to whether I've got it right because I never assume anything. Well, which leads us into our next song, which Alan has chosen by Joe Cocker, You Can Leave Your Hat On. So I guess around you, that's the only thing that you don't read. (laughs) (laughs) What, hairline and things like that, you mean? So you can leave your your hat on. So enjoy, everybody. You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches, 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Check out our website at rnb.org.au. Love old Joe, and here's your favourite. We've got two songs from Joe today that Alan is just looking at that. Yeah, you're a bit of a fan, Alan, (laughs) the old Joe Cocker. He is. Hope you're a better dancer. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) A lot of people don't think Mick Jagger can dance, but they certainly made a song about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Alan, since we last met, what have you been up to? Well, a lot more work with uh, overseas schools to start Mm -hmm. with. Uh, more corporate work overseas as well. Why not in Australia? There is a greater interest and a more openness to what I actually do. Okay. Uh, I've been trying to get into schools for a long time. Because well, it makes sense to, for teachers to be able to read their students, doesn't it? Well, that's it? exactly right. So about um, in 2005, we had one in five children who had psychological issues in Australia. In 2012, that was one in uh, four, and now it's one in three. Why and do you think that is? The main reason is that we, our children just have no direction on where they're going. No, we're not and, so I, and, and I actually saw that in their stats of how Australian mm. schools have actually fallen behind the rest of the world. They were way mm. up there in the top ten before. Now they're in the 20s or 30s. That's exactly right. And they have right. no direction. Is that, is that um, something that the parents are not doing? Or? Well, we compound the problem because each generation is a result of the previous generation. Yeah. I know a lot of people will complain about Gen Ys. And I'll go, well, who created them? Exactly. Uh, Gen Ys are very much focused on the uh, the family. So they're not going to be loyal to a business. Mm. But if you're a manager who knows how to uh, read people and knows how to deal with people, Mm. uh, they'll be loyal to you. Yes. And they'll stay with you for a long time. So one of the things is as each of our generations grow up, they then become the... Uh, the new guides for the next generation. And so we compound the issues that we have. We found that in 2012 we had 100 kids a year were taking their lives and over another 10 to 20 times that attempting suicide and more than 7,000 kids going to hospital from self-harming. Where it was this is both male and female? Both male and female. Female's increased, hasn't it? Yep, and anything from the age of seven up. Wow, seven. Seven years old. Now, the number of kids who took their life in 2016 was 450 
in Australia. Wow. So it's quadrupled in that four or five year period. And I guess like social media must have a lot to do with this because when we were kids, if we got bullied, it was just in the school hours, we'd go home, we wouldn't have it. Whereas mm. now they can have it 24 in their face. hours a day. Yes. And that's it. See, the, the children don't have resilience. Mm. No. Well, they can't. So, yeah, if you've got resilience, you've got self-esteem and everything else, people can say anything they like about you yes. and it has no effect. Yes. Mm. Because I always learnt the only people that um, I worry about are the ones that I respect. Mm. So if somebody's having a shot at me, I just look at and go, well, is that somebody whose opinion matters to me? No, it isn't. Mm. So it's water off a duck's back. But our children don't have that resilience. And if we see it on Facebook, even with, uh, with adults, Mm. We get into emotional empathy where we take sides and we become mm. part of the problem. And with kids, you know, when they're, they're young and at school, they want friends. Well, of course. Right. They want everyone yeah. to well, like well, them. Mm. They're not the amount say... of friends is their identity. Yeah. That's yes. it. And if you look at the education system, you find that the teachers are trying to build a relationship with the children at the same time they're trying to get the academic results. And some children will build relationships with them, but then the other kids, they fall out of rapport with them. So you've got peer pressure. So the teacher really has to build rapport with the whole class. Yeah. And the poor teacher has got so many um, interferences from outside, all the reporting and everything else, pressures from the parents, pressures from the government, the principals, to actually perform. Do you think, and this just popped into my head, would it be um, beneficial then when children are enrolled in school to start or into each class, if you know what I mean, for someone to profile like that and put all the children that need the bigger picture in one class if you know what I mean and all the people that need more details you know what I mean like no you need diversity though yes I know but as far as in a in a learning environment goes because if you've got a mixture and the teacher is only teaching to one section then Mm. there's going to be children that miss out or don't get it you'll see you'll get that when you've got a teacher who doesn't have those skills some of the kids are going to really do well because the teacher and the child's personalities are similar, so there's a connection. Yeah. But you need to keep all the kids together as mm. they are. You don't need, you know, don't segregate them because in real life, teamwork is made yeah. from all the people who are different yeah, from diversity. us. Yeah, exactly. Diversity. Yeah. Having everybody who's the same, then nothing would ever get done because we're fighting over what mm. we want to do because yeah. everyone wants to do the same thing. Yeah. A teacher can look at a child when they first get to school and know which ones are going to fidget, which ones are easily distracted, which ones have a sequential learning style, for instance. In other words, it's got to be all structured. So they they structure their class day around... But they need to have those skills so they can easily just look at someone, not wait six months Mm. after having them in the class and then realise that. So anybody, an adult, you're doing a workshop, for instance, the person who's teaching needs to recognise who are auditory, who's kinesthetic, etc., who's visual. And they paint a picture for those who are visual and they get the feelings right for those that are kinesthetic and getting it sounding right for those that have got the auditory. It's the same thing. It's going to another level with these kids to understand mm. their learning style so they know how to speak to them. Those that need more information, those that then to check on whether they've actually got it or not. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. Oh, I'm just looking at the time, yep. actually, which is really getting away. I and know. The next song is called Time Is Tight, so it's just, <laughs> it's just like the universe putting that song straight there like it always does when we do our conversations. Exactly. Um, So we might go to that song by Booker T and the MG and then we'll come back and talk more about what you've been up to lately because I understand that you're doing something quite exciting. Online. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So enjoy everybody. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3. Please like us on our Facebook page, Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. I didn't realise that was just instrumental. Yeah, it's nice. Why did you pick that one, Alan? It's one that, um, well, if you know my personality traits, I'm very ascetic. It's all about the um, internal feeling. Mm-hmm. And I used to... Uh, I uh, loved just driving in my car and that uh, with that plane. Did you have the top down? Oh, it's got the same <laughs> visual then. I'm talk- I had a visual of a sports car, you know, yeah. out yeah. there. You know, well, I had a sedan in those days, but all the windows were always down, <laughs> front and back. Um, and it was just a, a great feeling to have that. And it was funny, the other week, for some reason, um, it just came on. When I just come from a, um, uh, a meeting with some people and realising that, you know, it was all about the children and things weren't going to go ahead. And I felt really down and all of a sudden that song came on. Oh, how nice. And it was just so lifted me lifted straight back you? up again. Yeah, yeah. good, good. Because, yeah. Because as you we all know, you're going to get a lot more no's than you'll ever get yeses. That's right. But it's picking mm. yourself back up. So that's And that's nice. getting things back up, you know, and not getting too complicated in things, keeping it simple. But it was a case of, um, you know, I've got a passion to make some changes when it comes to education and helping our kids. Yeah, so and do I. We'll get there. Mm. Yeah. So I said before that last song that you're doing something quite exciting. Would you like to share? Well, I've uh, been uh, doing a lot of one-on-one training and small group trainings and then realising that, well, I've got students around the world training via the internet and a lot of them have said, well, it's difficult to pick times that suit my times as well because of the time differences. Yes. And I thought, well, probably about time that I started putting uh, courses online where people could self-train. Yes. And we had uh, the uh, Valentine's Day coming up and I thought, well, let's make it a a dating one to start with. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It was a case of, well, smart online dating. Yeah. How to know whether the person's profile is who they really are. So how many traits do you teach in this? And how long is it? Is it a four or five-week course? Or? Well, that one is actually uh, you go online, you purchase it, and yeah. you self-pace. It's got, oh, um, okay. That's okay. a good idea. It's got six modules in it, yeah. and in there there's about eight traits that they're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, as I point out in there, that, and as I said already today, there is no uh, right or wrong trait, and there's no trait uh, that defines a person completely. It's a combination of everything. And is that available to them forever? That's available to them Oh, forever. that's good. It needs to be evergreen mm. because you sort of, you can look at them but then you forget them and so the mm. more you go back and obviously listen to it. That's right. See, in those trades, I've had a number of people who have done it so far, the reviews have all been five star. Mm-hmm. They've all been a case of, you know, I'm in a relationship already but I've heard about this so I've done it and I've realised it'll help my existing relationship. And but others, not in just a sexual relationship, all their relationships. Business as well. Yes, totally. You know, if you're in business and you're about to do business with somebody, are they who really they, they say they are? Can they yeah. do what they've said they can mm. do? Yeah, so, so important. Those, they're an introduction and I'll be putting more courses up which will be raising children with business, just covering every aspect. But so what's one of the traits that you talk about on, in this course? Well, the colour of the eyes, for instance, is uh, one of the... Uh, Quick, the Karen, impact. shut your eyes. <laughs> He's got me looking at us. <laughs> he already knows how beautiful my eyes are. There we go. The window to the soul. Exactly. <laughs> now, they'll tell you the emotions. They tell you a great deal. Okay, so, so well, Kaz and I... Well, Kaz is blue and I'm green. Yeah, well, with the blue eyes, it, and by the way... Everybody has a, uh, a connection with other people, but you'll find that the lighter coloured eyes, hmm. this is, you've got to look at both the, the colour but also the depth of the colour. 
Because I'm looking at yours. Yours are blue, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, from where I'm looking. But yours are a much darker blue than mine. That's right. Mm. So when you've got more darker coloured eyes to start with, the depth of colour, you'll find, first of all, that those people are more magnetic in their appearance. So people will gravitate to them and tell them their life stories. And that's what I find a lot. And that can be a real nuisance at time when you just want to go to a party and enjoy yourself and <laughs> someone comes up and next thing you know they're telling you all about their life story. And uh, so you'll have that with the brighter coloured eyes or the deeper coloured eyes. But blue is... But you don't do that. But he's saying that's the people he attracts. They, they, they will want attract to come and tell. Oh, you attract yeah. them. Okay, yes. yeah. sorry, sorry, yes. sorry. So we have, the eyes do two things. One, it's the feelings that we have ourselves, but it's also the impact it has on other people. Mm-hmm. So the magnetism, people are drawn to us and they will tell us their story and everything else. Okay, right. Okay. So it's a great trait for somebody who is either a minister or a counsellor, yeah. a coach, yeah. um, even a salesperson. Okay, so I've got light blue eyes, or a lighter blue than you do. Yeah, so you'll find that the lighter blue have less attraction when it comes to... You won't get a lot of people coming to you and just offloading very quickly. Uh, you'll find that blue eyes are more about the individual, about themselves. Then when we go to the green eyes... They're still with the individual, but you'll find that a lot of great leaders were, um, had green eyes as well. But they're who's, more... who's one of the great leaders that had green eyes? Alexander the Great. Okay. Uh... <laughs> the Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you move into Hazel, which is about the middle of the run. Mm-hmm. And Hazel just seemed to attract people very easily. They make friends quickly. Okay. When you go into the brown eyes, now you're finding somebody who is more about the family, about the group. Oh, okay. So when they're under stress you'll find that they will just worry about everybody else. Whereas the light of the blues and the greens, they will start come back and go, well, I've got to get myself right first before I'm any good to anybody else. They come back more to themselves. So, so Indigenous people, for example, with the darker skin, they normally have darker eyes, mm. hence why they're all about the family, family right. and bringing it in and yeah. you know, stay with like Native Americans and all that sort of stuff. That's right. Um, cause it's, and how about people who have different colour eyes? And I know it's unusual, but there are people like out Elizabeth there. Taylor did. Yeah, you'll then find that there'll be different character swings. So it's like the facial features as well. Any asymmetry in the face will indicate possible mood swings. Okay. So, and that sounds like Lizard Tower. I didn't realise they were two different colours. Okay, so, so Alan, with the, the dating app then, if someone was going to look, and because I'm, and I've never been on a dating site, so I don't know, but obviously mm. there's photographs of people mm. and you choose that. So you would be able to go on, and even just with that one simple uh, tip that you gave. Mm choose the colour eye that would may indicate the type of person that you're looking for. So if you were looking for someone who was family orientated, mm. then you would perhaps be drawn to someone with the brown eyes. That's right. What okay. you'll actually do, because it's a course when you, you're actually learning all this, yeah. when you go and look at the profiles, you'd be looking at that and the other traits. And then you've, first of all, you'd work out your own personality. What is it you're looking for? How do you like to function? We find the people who are the opposite trait to us uh, have opposite, opposite traits are exciting to be around, but over a period of time that becomes well high maintenance. Whereas if somebody okay. who's very similar to us, we get on with them very quickly, uh, but it can become boring. Mm-hmm. So okay. knowing your traits and knowing the other person's traits, you know how to talk to them so you can keep that excitement in the relationship, but at the same time you don't have heavy maintenance work that go on to, to sort things out mm. because you you understand them and you're talking to their traits. So there's a better connection. 
Okay. So, so I recall too that when, and I've only watched The Bachelor mm-hmm. once in the whole series, and it's been going for years and years, but you at one stage did a profile on the contestants, was it? That's you still right. do, don't you? Yeah, well, I've often asked about uh, looking at the different uh, people on the different shows and where they're at. So uh, I was going to say, how, how did that pan out? Were you accurate in... Well, I've in profiled the matching, so uh, to speak? Sam Woods three times, and the first time they asked me about three of the women who were on the first uh, show. Yeah. And uh, there was one who was completely different to him, and there was that real sexual attraction. Then there was one who was very similar to him who was actually given the white rose on that night. What does that mean? Well, it's supposed to be his favourite oh, for the on. evening. Yeah, I've only watched one. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I've watched Then one. there was another woman who was just oh, very noisy. You know, very loud and everything else. And she was really there just to be on the show. It wasn't looking for love at all. So they wanted. So they to... planted her there. Yeah. Okay. So the end result, looking at the at the other two, why did he pick those? And it was pointing out the difference in his traits to theirs and the similarity in traits. I pointed out that uh, he was somebody who uh, very much focused on his business, for instance. Yeah. And by the time they got me to profile him again at the end, his father confirmed everything I said about him. As oh. I said, he would have had lots of girlfriends and everything else yeah. and his relationships would have broken up. He would have used his business as an excuse. And when one of the final contestants asked, uh, I was talking to the dad, he turned around and went, yes, he's had a lot of girlfriends and that, but they've all broken down because you know, he's had focused on his business. Mm. Oh, okay. But his traits were telling me that he had the traits that if there was any pressure between them, the business would have become the focus just to oh, get away okay. from it. Okay. Oh, okay. So, uh, so, that, so yeah. that they would leave as yeah. opposed to him having to say okay. goodbye. That's it. Yeah, that okay. makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. So what other traits? There was, there was one that, because I've actually had the privilege of doing your course and I mm. really did love it, I have to say, but there was one where the corner of your eye, if it goes up, you're jealous. Yeah, you'll find that when you look at the angle of the eyes... It's stand a... on your head instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, that gives you another trait then which goes in another direction. <laughs> So, as I said, no right or wrong. Are traits. you in your head because you and your husband have been doing well? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to get my eye, the corner of my eyes to go up the other way. Go on. So when you look that? at the outside uh, hook of the eye, when it angles up, this is somebody who will have a lot of um, uh, uh, jealous thoughts. Karen's lost it now. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the thought of you and your husband. Anyway, go on. But you'll find that that person will be jealous of their partner. Partner comes home late regularly and it's like, who are you with? Now, they okay. could have been working, but it'll be the initial feeling. That it'll be an insecurity about themselves. Yeah. They're very attractive eyes. You know, they look like those cat eyes. They're very attractive in women. But you've always got the downside of it, which is the uh, jealous thoughts that come oh, through. Oh, okay. Because mine go up a little bit. Not a great deal, though. Oh, okay, right. Because yeah. that's the whole thing I was thinking. Yeah. Well, it says, you know, I think everyone has jealous mm. feelings. Mine don't, but do they? Yeah, no. yours go hot way. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. No, they don't. No, but no because because I, when I was, I thought, oh, mine go up a little bit, and I thought, well, I guess everyone has jealous feelings, but they pass through. That's right. You when, don't sort of dwell on when them. the trait is extreme. When you've got oh, okay. that really cat-eyed, very high angle. Okay, so what about women that put makeup on and put that eyeliner that goes uh, up? Yeah. What you, does you that say about eyeliner, it, though? Yeah, that's what the thing you're looking for. You're yeah. looking for the actual structure underneath it because changing your appearance doesn't change your personality. No. no you'll okay. give yourself those attractive eyes by doing that. Yeah. But anybody looking at you can see that it's makeup. Mm. Yeah. So they can see the actual trait itself. Now, it's... And, 
this is where people then start to go, well, okay, if I put my makeup like that, what, and people know how to read other people, they're going to go, what's the other person thinking of me? So that'll get them to start thinking about the, uh, the makeup oh. they're using and how they dress. So is that another field that you're going to go into? <laughs> <laughs> I can date you, yeah. I can find you a date and tell you how to put your makeup yeah. on. <laughs> well, the whole thing is it's really important to be able to not only find the right partner, but how do you keep the partner? Yes. So the more you understand their traits, you know, find the ones that suit you the best. And it might be somebody with light-coloured eyes, could be somebody with dark-coloured eyes, is one of the traits that they have. But the combination of all the traits, you understand that person. And you go, well, that person, yeah, we can have a bit of excitement, but I also feel very comfortable with things very similar. That makes a relationship very uh, easy. This, I'm just thinking, like, this is a sort of thing, because I, I don't know if every person does it but I can remember I got when I got married I got married in the Catholic Church and they sort of did like a little um the priest sort of did a little you know make sure that you're matched type <laughs> you're you know around as if like he did a dance no 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 but you know what I mean like <laughs> he did a session with you to make sure that you know you were there for the long haul sort of thing and and I guess this would be really good as a and I don't even know what it's called um, you know, when people get engaged mm. to sort of go through, and it's not psychiatrist or psychologist, but you, you know what I'm trying to say? Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, well, it's, you know... <laughs> well, it's good to, to find out before you get married. Oh, definitely. That, you know, then, mm. then, you know, be married five times and all these sort of things. Exactly, and that it's, it's knowing the other person before you uh, marry them to understand, you know, go, yep, this is a relationship that I'm looking for. Because we're always on our best behaviour when we meet somebody to yes. start with. Yes, And depending <laughs> Until on... Until we have a few red wines. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people, it's quicker than others. <laughs> Kaz only needs one. Oh, one and two, I'm done. I'm done and dusted after two. But the more that we're able to connect with the person, the, you know, the, the better relationship we can have. So learn to read your partner, learn to actually speak to their traits. Mm. You've got the five love languages, for instance, words of affirmation, things like that. Yes. Well, how do you speak those words of affirmation? Physical touch, what type of physical touch, when? That's all <laughs> related. Around the head. <laughs> it's all related to the physical features that you have in your face. I'm back. <laughs> I've gone back. She and lost I, it again. And it's just as good because we're just about out of time. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it true, though, though, seriously, that simplicity is the glory of expressions and it's what makes you happy? That's just it. be simple and mm. happy. Yeah. Isn't it? That's exactly. what life's all about. Everyone takes it too serious. Yeah. Make it too hard for ourselves. We don't need all that baggage. We mm. just need it to be simple. Yeah. Actually, talking about baggage, that's what it <laughs> says. Simplicity is making the journey of this life with just enough baggage. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, we carry so much sometimes, don't we? It's pathetic. Yeah. And it's really just what we need we yeah. and not what we want. We yeah. always want this, want, 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 want. And we think that that's going to make us happy and it just actually just clutters everything reading your own face will make you happy (laughs) (laughs) it does as as long as you don't go into the negative because i was like i'm not a jealous person i like you know sure i have jealous feelings but they come and go am i recognize are my eyes too close together or (laughs) should i not pluck my eyebrows as much like so alan if people want to get in contact with you what's the best address the best address is my uh, website to start with and that's uh, www.alanstevens.com.au. Oh, and Stevens easy. is E-V-E-N-S, that's right. not the P-H. And Alan is A-L-A-N. 
Oh, okay. Awesome. It, yeah. Oh, because does Alan sometimes have two L's? Well, my father's L's. name was two L's. Two L's. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, okay. And some people even spell it with an E. Oh, yeah, so yeah. But that's confusing. a surname, I always thought. Yeah, well, I always said uh, two L's was a surname too. But <laughs> Oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> but I've only got the one L in mind. But if they go to there, if they want to find out uh, what other people get out of it, go to the success stories page yeah. and you'll see... I get um, testimonial videos coming through five years after I've worked with people. They're still coming through. Tell me, because people like to tell me how they've actually applied it and how their life is continually going on. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to now go to our last song, Kaz, and say goodbye (laughs) to everyone. What is our last song, Kaz? I love love the last song. (laughs) It's just so fits in with what we've been talking about today with Alan. I'm going to say thank you because I chose it. Yeah, okay. So it's by Roberta Flack and it's called The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face. (laughs) And I love this in Play Misty for me. I love that movie. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It was the first time I, I saw. just Because she was, he was lying on the beach with the actress. I can't remember her name. Clint, Donna, Donna Mills. Yeah. Wasn't and, Clint Eastwood and in he, that? Yeah. Yep. And he went down on her. Oh, my God. I can't believe that's in a movie. So enjoy, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so See nothing you, about her face. But. No. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye, Alan. Thanks. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz. Until next time, may your days be filled with love and gratitude. And remember, we'll see you in the mirror. Namaste. I bow to the divine in you. You have been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches, 88.7 or 90.3. If you've enjoyed our conversations today and you would like more information, please connect with us on our Facebook page, Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom.